0: remind you the show is brought to you by the financial support of our listeners and uh, I particularly want to thank Lori and uh, Catherine as well as Stuart so much for their support Uh, you can support the show support.greatdetectives.net also a mailing address there and for all donations of $7 or more we do send access to our premium site well now we turn to Man from Homicide, and it's run over the air, which began the last week of June of 1951 and continued for uh, 14 weeks. And the program originated in KECA, Radio in uh, Los Angeles, which, as the digital deli FTP.com pointed out, originated a lot of radio programs, uh, including uh, Orson Welles's Almanac, uh, The Clock, uh, Pat Novak for Hire, uh, and the uh, revivals of Rogue's Gallery, The Casebook of Gregory Hood, and The New Adventures of Michael Shane. Well, now... We turn to the third episode of Man from Homicide, uh, the original air date, uh, July 9th of 1951, and the title, The Donald Shellbarger Murder.
1: Stay tuned for The Man from Homicide, following a brief reminder. Henry J. Taylor, author, journalist, and ABC commentator whose penetrating commentaries on world events is heard each Monday evening on ABC, is on a fact-finding tour of European countries. Periodically, Mr. Taylor takes trips abroad to get his own reaction to the feeling among the peoples of other nations about world conditions. On his current trip, he plans to visit eight countries. Remember to listen a little later this evening. To Henry J. Taylor, one of the nation's best informed news authorities, broadcasting from London on ABC. The Man from Homicide. According to Webster's Dictionary, homicide is the killing of one human being by another. According to Lieutenant Lou Dana,
2: it's the beginning of a dirty, dangerous job that doesn't end until the killer is found. I don't like killers.
1: Every week at this time, the American Broadcasting Company brings you transcribed the star of stage and screen, Dan Duryea, as Lieutenant Lou Dana, the man from homicide.
2: You can get used to the dead. It takes time, but you can do it. You can get used to the men who have given up their lives suddenly to a knife, a piece of lead pipe, or a gun, or a broken bottle. In time, you can get used to all of that. But when the dead are very young, when you look down the beam of a police flashlight to see the death power spreading over cheeks that still wear a youthful fuzz, no. You never get used to that. They find them like this, Dave?
3: Yeah, just like this, Lieutenant. Bum came up the alley, looking for a place to flop, I guess. Saw him there. Must have been right after the kid got it. Excuse me a minute, Lieutenant. Right after the kid got it.
2: Yes. The blood hadn't clotted yet. The large pool it made looked purple under my light. They bleed out fast when the throat is slashed.
3: Picture boys are here, Lieutenant.
2: In a minute, Dave. Yeah. Notice his arm? No. Right here. Look.
3: Yeah. yeah. Uh,
2: what would you give him? 17?
3: Seventeen, eighteen. 18.
2: the peddlers start him young these days. Makes for more business later on. Seventeen, eighteen. Well,
3: he got the man off his back. The hard way. Any, uh, anything on him? I do see.
2: I don't think so. No. Here's his wallet, though. Nobody cut his throat just for money. Dough in it? A Couple of bucks. No social security. Here's his draft card. Hold the light a minute. Oh, sure, Lieutenant. Donald M. Schellbarger, 1264 Martin. Well, guess i better go talk to his family. Yeah, nice job. Lieutenant? Yeah?
3: How did he stand in the draft? I didn't look.
2: Yeah. 4-F.
3: Oh.
2: 1264 Martin was a tenement. No worse, no better than other tenements. It was after one in the morning when I got there. But you can usually find somebody up on a hot summer night. I found out that Don Schellbarger lived on the third floor, rear. No answer at the door, so I settled down to wait. I must have been tired. Hey! Hmm?
4: Take a load somewhere else to sleep it off, will you, Jack?
2: Oh. You live here?
4: I think you can call it living.
2: Let's go inside. Hey, now, wait a Police.
4: minute. Oh, copper. What is it now?
2: We better go inside.
4: All right. We'll go inside.
2: Where were you tonight, Miss Shellbarger?
4: Shellbarger? Please, I lost that years ago. Gloria Gay. You got a badge?
2: Yeah, here. Lieutenant Dana.
4: All right. I was working. I'm a dancer.
2: What, um, kind of a dancer?
4: Just the kind you think I am.
2: And where were you dancing tonight?
4: What's the charge? Let
2: it go for now. Let me see your arm, Gloria.
4: Hey you got a thing for arms.
2: Hmm. Nice, smooth skin.
4: You could have just asked me.
2: I could have. Who's Donald Shellbarger, Gloria?
4: Miss Gay, and he's my brother. What's he done now?
2: Live here with you?
4: Off and on, yeah.
2: Mother and father dead?
4: I don't know. My father took a powder when Don was four. My mother pulled out about three years later. I tried to take care of him since.
2: You did a great job.
4: City paying you a salary to mind my business?
2: How long has your brother been taking dope, Miss Gay?
4: That's a lie.
2: Sure. You don't know how long, or you don't want to say?
4: I didn't know. He hasn't been home much lately, but I didn't know.
2: All right. Miss Gay, your brother was murdered tonight.
4: No. You might have told me right off. You might have
2: told me. I'm sorry. I'm homicide detail, Miss Gay. My first responsibility is to catch murderers. Anything else has to come second.
4: Eighteen. Eighteen, he
2: was. Know any reason for anyone killing him?
4: No. I guess even I didn't know him too well. I tried to raise him, but you know... No, you don't.
2: Anybody else live in this apartment, Miss Gay?
4: My husband, off and on.
2: Care to explain that?
4: There hasn't been anything between us for a long time, but I let him stay because he can't find another place. He's a... <laughs> you wouldn't understand that either. Got any
2: idea where he is now?
4: There's a bar over on Elm. It's just called Ed's. Frank's kind of handyman there.
2: Frank? Okay.
4: Anything else? else?
2: That's, um, Don's picture? Yeah. Nothing else. I'll be in touch. Sure. And I'm sorry. Just
4: leave me, will you? Just leave me.
2: I left her. Standing alone in the tenement apartment with its water-stained ceiling and peeling walls. This was the home from which Donald M. Schellbarger, age 18, had tried to escape. Well, he finally made it. (laughs) What catches most killers? Not big thinking. Routine. On my way to Ed's place, I stopped in headquarters to see how the routine was sifting out.
3: Got something on the shellbarker, boy, Lieutenant. Yeah? Been checking with Henderson on narcotics. They had a warrant out for the kid as a peddler. Been watching him to try to pin down his sauce. Dave, where was Henderson tonight? Uh, he didn't say,
2: Lou. Yeah. Well, there's the motive for us anyway. His supplier found out the kid was going to be picked up. He didn't want to be stooled on. Oh,
3: he sure didn't. What's the record on the kid? Oh, not much. Arrest shoplifting eight months ago, probation. Suspicion car theft two months later, insufficient evidence. And since then, nothing.
2: Not hard to figure, is it? Took a lot of loot to buy his, uh, medicine. Around $20 a day. The kid made it by stealing for a while. And then somebody showed him how he could get his for free. He got it all right. Yeah. He notified his family... How'd they take it? He's got a sister. Well, I got a call to make it a bar. Ed's on Elm. You know it? No. Anything? A brother-in-law of the kids. From what I hear, he's nothing. (laughs) 2.30 when I hit Ed's place. A neighborhood bar, small and dirty. 2.30 a.m. was after closing, but in bars like Ed's, it makes little difference. They just serve it under the counter in coffee cups. In answer to my question, the bartender nodded me over to Frank. Frank. Shabby clothes, bloodshot eyes, and racing form.
3: Frank? Yeah, sit down. Anything good running tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow might be the day. Just might be the day. You know, I got a theory, you know, every day just one buck on a three-horse pile. Long shots, you see, see, someday I got a hit. Big, don't I, huh? I mean, don't I? Where were you tonight, Frank? Well, where... law? Yeah. Oh, right here, Captain, right here all evening. Or in the back room, you know. Ask Mr. McPherson, he runs this place, see, and he'll tell you, he'll say, Frank, he'll say, Frank was here. That's where Frank was, Frank was here. McPherson's the owner? Yeah, huh? You married, Frank? Nothing's happened to Gloria?
2: No. Roll up your sleeve, Frank. Left sleeve.
3: Oh, sure. Sure, Captain. Sure. There. Hmm. You only take yours in a glass, huh, Frank? Beer. It's all I can afford, see? But look at now. It stands to reason. I'm going to hit it someday, now, don't it? Law of averages? Just three horses. That's not much to ask for, is it? And look at look at what I got picked out for tomorrow. See, right here. Now, look at... Frank. What? the kid, Don.
2: Did you ever look at his arm? Don? Oh, I know.
3: No. Come on. You knew. Well, I, I got the word here and there, but, but I didn't say anything to Glory, because he'll come around. Don will snap out of it while he's... Did gi- you know how he got his money? No, no, no. I didn't, Captain. Look, I swear I didn't. Talk, Frank. Oh, please, please. Look, I didn't. I'd I tell you if I knew. Honest, I would. Look at Captain, he's almost like my own son. Oh, sure, he's had a little trouble, sure, but he'll snap right out of it. Any day now, he'll come Frank, right.
2: The kid got it tonight. Oh bad? As bad as it can get. Oh We found him in an alley with his throat cut.
3: Oh I need a drink. I need a drink. <laughs>
2: Frank stumbled his way over to the bar, and I let him go. In the back of the room was a swinging door. I went through it, took a few steps down a narrow hallway that reeked a stale beer, and turned the knob on a door-lettered, Office. Empty. Big surprise. But the odor of cigar smoke told me it hadn't been empty long and in one wall was a peephole surveying the bar. I looked out. Frank was back at his table, hunched over his racing form. But he wasn't picking winners. He was crying. I took myself out of Ed's place and Frank didn't look up as I got McPherson's address from the bartender. After persuasion. It was a good address. And his name wasn't Ed. It was Andy. He interested me. Just outside of the saloon, I got a break. Hey! Hey, you!
5: Hey! My friend, Needlenose. You're not happy to see me? Take your hands off me, Dana. You got very heavy hands. I told you that before. Take them off. You clean? Yeah, sure, sure, sure I'm clean, Dana. You got nothing on me. You know it. Shut up. What were you doing in this neighborhood nose? Just passing by? Matter of fact, I, I was just passing by. Not that it's any of your business, Dana, what I do or where I... I don't like you. I don't like your face. I don't like that needle nose of yours. Listen, Dana, you got no right every time you see me to start. I... Maybe if I keep it up long enough, you'll get out of town. I got friends on newspapers, Dana. They'd be glad to hear how friends. you... Friends! Be... You haven't even got acquaintances. What were you doing around here? Now, listen, Dana. Take your hands off me. I know my rights. Talk! You're one of the miserable rats who make wrecks of these kids. Where do you get your stuff, nose? I got rights. I... <coughs> All right. All right, beat me up. Hit me. You're a big man. Sure, hit me. See what good it does you. Go on. Okay. There are other ways, needle nose. Maybe you'll wish you had the slaps in the face. What ways? I got friends, Dana. Maybe you ain't so big like you thought. Maybe you... Hey. What's the ten dollars for?
2: A loan. Maybe I'm sorry I hit you.
3: Ten bucks? Well, thanks. But Th- I don't get it, Dana.
2: Nose. Don't you get the feeling that maybe somebody's watching us? I do.
3: Well, what's that got to do?
2: How's it gonna look? Huh? I slap you around. We talk. I give you money. You took it. Gonna look like you're stooled, isn't it? But I didn't. You know I did not. I know, sure. But how does it look? Dana, you... You... You're shaking, Nose. Know what you better do? You better start running. Fast. But I... Yeah. Yeah. I stepped back into the shadows of the warehouse doorway to let Needlenose get a good start and see who might start trailing him. It wasn't a smart move. I stepped into the wrong shadow.
3: Something
2: was dripping. Water? Blood? My blood? I didn't care. I wasn't curious at all. I had the idea something had happened to my head, but I didn't feel anything. I didn't feel anything up there at all. My eyes opened and I was lying in an alley with a rusted out drain pipe leaking alongside of me. But it just seemed exactly the right place to be. I wasn't gonna move. Four o'clock. I wasn't interested. Four o'clock. Headquarters wasn't far. And even though walking was pushing one leg in front of the other, it was good for me to walk. I could almost think by the time I hit the station.
3: Who, what happened to you?
2: Games, Dave. Funny
3: games. Oh, here, yes, son, sit down. No I'll
2: time, think. Dave, no time. Get out on all points on Needlenose Rackley. I want him found, and it's got to be quick. Get it
3: on the air, Dave. Uh, and Dave... You want him found, Lieutenant? It won't be hard. You got him? Yeah. On a slab in the morgue.
2: 420. Then I was just beginning to care about time again. Outside of Dave, I was the only other one in the room who did care.
3: Think they put him in lower, too. He's not pretty, Lieutenant. Nah, he wasn't pretty alive. Roll him out, Dave. Right. Right. There he is. It's a funny thing, Lieutenant. He had to die before we found out His real name was Henry.
2: Henry Needlenose Rackley. For the second time in one night, I was looking down at a man with his throat cut. This time, I could feel responsible. If it wasn't for me, Needlenose could have been still alive. Alive and ruining the lives of 18-year-old kids. I looked down sorry at all. Put him back, Dave. (laughs) Almost five in the morning, I got around to the address I'd gotten from the barkeep at Ed's place, Andy McPherson. He was beginning to interest me more and more. Somehow, I doubted that McPherson was a sound sleeper. One of my keys fit the lock. It usually does. I looked in all the rooms. Found nothing. So I sat down. My head was coming around to the point where it was hurting pretty good. And the chair was too modern to be comfortable. McPherson had more money than taste. Then a key turned in the lock. Come in. What? A social call, Miss Gay.
4: I couldn't sleep. I had to talk to someone.
2: I got ears.
4: You're a cop.
2: Yeah. And my apartment doesn't look like this at all. There's a little hole in the wall with only two keys. I've got both of them.
4: Well, an early morning newscast.
2: Why did you come here, Miss Gay? My job is finding your brother's killer. You're either on one side or the other. You
4: don't think much of me.
2: No, we won't argue it. What's McPherson to you?
4: I've been going with him.
2: How's he get his money?
4: I never asked him. It's the same color as all other money.
2: That's pretty doubtful. Look, Miss Gay. I want you to go to the Windsor Hotel on Elm. Register there in your own name right now. I want to use you as bait. Will you do it?
4: It's for Don?
2: Yes. All right. Miss Gay, it's only fair to tell you that I tried this trick a few hours ago and got a man killed. Oh? Well?
4: (laughs) You couldn't be that lucky twice.
3: 5.30.
2: 5.30. A few milk wagon drivers and streetcar jockeys were on their way to work, and a few late drunks were on their way home. For the second time in one night, I headed for Ed's place, and it was still open. They must have thrown away the keys to that place the day they opened it. A track sweeper was having a bell at the bar before starting work, and there in the corner was Frank. Clothes a little shabbier, eyes a little more bloodshot. And racing form, a little more dog-eared. Frank. Hmm.
3: All oh, the law. Uh,
2: got those three horses picked out yet?
3: I don't know. No, for the first time in my life, I got the feeling that maybe today isn't the day. I don't know, Frank. Hmm. About Gloria. What about Gloria? She took a hotel room, Frank. Who?
2: I think she found out something about Don's killer, and she's scared. Want to know where she is?
3: Well, sure, I want to... Uh, maybe you better not tell me.
2: The Windsor Hotel. Well, maybe
3: you Windsor Hotel. Be
2: seeing you, Frank. I just wanted to let you know. Yeah, thanks very much, huh?
3: Thanks very much.
2: I got out of Ed's place all right. My head was booming like a circus parade, but I was smart enough to stay out of the shadows. At the Windsor, the night clerk was asleep in his chair, the register in front of him. Gloria Gay was in 202, second floor. Anybody could have stolen the whole hotel, but who'd want it? Up the worn flight of stairs with the walls painted an institution brown, I knocked on 202. Who is
4: it? Lou Dana. I never thought I'd be glad to see you come in.
2: Jumpy. Sit down. I don't think we'll have long to wait. How did you tell? Frank.
4: You don't think Frank...
2: I don't think Frank can keep a secret very long.
4: Did you have to do it that way?
2: No. But that's the best way I could think of.
4: you chew gum all the time?
2: Yeah. I'm getting on your nerves. You
4: got on my nerves the first minute I saw you.
2: Uh Uh-huh.
4: I've heard about you, Mr. Dana. You take chances. You don't wait for a killer to come out. You go in after him. What are you trying to prove all the time?
2: I don't like killers.
4: You married Mr. Dana... No. No, you wouldn't be. You put on a little tin badge. You're the type that resigns from the human race. You wear it when you go to bed, Dana. What is it you don't like, Dana, yourself?
2: Shut up. I heard something. Get in the bathroom quick and stay there. If anything happens to me, go out the window. I'll beat it.
3: Hi
2: Oh, I I
1: guess I made a mistake
2: I guess you did Come all the way in, McPherson Let me get a good look at you Who are you? You know who I am Yeah Big guy, aren't you? What'd you bring with you, knife or gun? Come on in and close the door. Sure, I'll close it. Thanks. Been a busy evening for you, McPherson. Take it easy, Dana. Now he tells me. A little different this time. I'm not needle-nose, and I'm not an 18-year-old kid either. A little different. All right, where is she?
4: You want to know? Here I am. Take a good look. I killed your brother, but we can still
2: be friends, can't we? I told you to stay out of
1: this. You'd have been smarter to listen to the copper, Gloria. And I brought along a gun this time, Dana.
2: I hope you got good teeth. You're gonna
1: have to eat it.
5: Get back where you were, Gloria. All right, hold it, hold
1: it. I'm just as good with a gun as a knife, Dana. Now that right, freeze, copper, I said... Frank, what's I...
5: up, Frank? <laughs> Ah, oh, no! Ah. Hold, ah. Onto it, ah. hold on ah. to it, McPherson!
2: Hold on to it and get your arm broke.
3: Ah.
2: Ah. Oh, you didn't ah. hold on to it. Ah. Ah. Take care of Frank, Gloria. He's
4: a bit, Frank. Ah. If we get a doctor
3: for you, you'll be all right. I didn't want to. Didn't want to tell him, Gloria, but. He made me. He... Made me. It's all right, Frank. It's all right. He made me to. glory. Yeah, Frank. J-
4: just this once. I didn't do so bad. Did I? Oh, you did great, Frank. You did great. Uh. Frank. Frank. Three
2: in one evening, McPherson. You're a dandy
1: fellow. All right, all right, take me in, but I'm not talking. Dear. Not talking. I got a lawyer.
2: A lawyer. McPherson had cost the state about forty thousand dollars to electrocute you, and I'm just itching to save him that dough. Come on. You got a knife. Make a move for it. Come on. All right,
3: let me alone, Dana.
1: Let me alone.
2: Let him alone. Killed three people, and now he wants to be let alone. Come on, McPherson. You're a big fellow. One move. No, I... Just that one eyelash. Come on. Let me alone.
4: Take him in, Dana. He's all through.
2: Yeah. I guess he is. I guess he is.
4: I'll stay here with Frank.
2: Six o'clock. Frank was right. Today wasn't his day. What does a cop think about after a case? Right now, I was thinking about how a girl named Gloria might have looked before she'd been pushed around so hard and so long by the years since her father and mother walked out on her. And then I tried to think what Lou Dana was like as a kid, so long ago. I couldn't remember, but I know what he is now, a cop who doesn't like killers. <laughs>
1: You have just heard another in a series starring Dan Duryea as the man from Homicide, with Larry Dobkin as Dave. Mr. Duryea can be seen starring in Al Jennings of Oklahoma. In tonight's cast, you heard Gene Bates as Gloria, Bill Boucher as McPherson, and Joe Forte as Needlenose. Music was by Basil Adlam. The Man from Homicide is transcribed and written by Lou Vittes, directed by Dwight Hauser. Be with us again next week, same time, over most of these same ABC stations to hear Dan Duryea as The Man from Homicide. Lou Cook speaking. This program came to you from Hollywood. This is ABC, the American Broadcasting Company.
0: Welcome back. I think we may have just found the hardest-boiled detective of them all. And probably not the nicest, I can safely say. He is just cold. In some ways, I think the show was trying to trade on the success of a CBS series, Broadway's My Beat. But uh, he's a bit, or I should say a lot uh, tougher than uh, Danny Clover. I should mention the star of the series is Dan Duryea. And Duryea is another one of those character actors. He was genuinely known for playing toughs and heavies. Real uh, bad guys. In uh, real life, he was, of course, very different. Uh, Digital Daily FTP has his obituary uh, posted from 1968 And uh, the thing that he was really known for was he was uh, the type of guy who just loved kids, all kids. So, just very much the opposite of his on-screen persona. With that, we turn to some listener comments and feedback. Uh, Catherine says, uh, this donation is from two sisters, Catherine and Mary. Kathy lives in Oakland, and Mary lives in Plymouth, California. Uh, we love your show and listen often. Thanks so much for keeping these shows available. Well, thanks so much uh, for listening, uh, uh, Mary and Kathy. And uh, then uh, we do have a comment from Laura, and then uh, we have a comment from Laura. Uh, I love the show. I listen every day, though I find Dragnet a bit stressful to listen to. But I have all love all your shows. Have you considered AJ Raffles stories? I've heard them before and they are pretty fun. Uh, thanks and keep up the good work. Uh, well, thanks so much, Laura. Um, there were probably some raffle stories done by BBC and I know those, uh, that they, there also were some done by the, uh, Jim French Productions in Seattle, both of which are been under copyright. There were a couple of raffle series for uh, radio uh, during the golden age of radio, but in my opinion, the, uh, Raffles old-time radio programs weren't really detective shows and were of somewhat variable quality, so I would not uh, be presenting that. But thanks for the question. Finally, we have a comment from Joan on the previous series we had here, *Crom and Peter Chambers, in episode 1528, Max Daly Suicide or Murder. Um, hi Adam, this being the last show in the current series, this show proved to be one of the to be the best one of them all. When Peter Chambers was at uh, Clark Standish Place, and while Mr. Standish is asking, are you going to give it to me? I'm nodding my head, and then he asks the same question, and again, again, and pow, he gets it. Way to go, Peter. I'm smiling to myself as he gets it. Perfect. Uh, Thank you for bringing back the lineup in a few weeks. I so love that show. Regards from Joan in uh, Ontario. Uh, Canada. Well, thanks so much, Joan, and definitely uh, enjoyed Crime and Peter Chambers. Now, of course, there were some limits on the mysteries, and they were somewhat limited by the tw- twist that you could get in there because the amount of time they had to tell their story compared to some of the previous shows. But within that time frame, they managed to do a very good job with some compelling stories, and Dane Clark really uh, did a superb job as uh, Peter Chambers. So I'm definitely very happy with the 21 weeks that we had uh, with this uh, uh, probably underrated series. So I'm glad everyone enjoyed it, and uh, we do have the lineup coming in two weeks. So if uh, Lou Dana's not quite your uh, cup of tea Lieutenant Guthrie is waiting in the wings. Well, that will do it for today. We will be back tomorrow with the adventures of Philip Marlowe. And join us next Tuesday for one more episode with the man from Homicide. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Detectives.